Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Oh, uh, this is the longest I have taken off from the podcast it, since I started it. I, I started it back in, uh, I don't know, like the last week of February or the first week in March. And I do it five days a week. And I took off Thanksgiving uh, the day after Thanksgiving. Well, the day that, that Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, I did something different. So we'll talk about that. But I haven't done the podcast live since the Wednesday before Thanksgiving when we did the uh, Thanksgiving Day podcast or the thanks. Hold on, my my uh, thing's a little messed up. Let's straighten that out. Before we did the Thanksgiving talk about the food, and this is going to drive me nuts. Everybody's got to hold on. I, I apologize. I can't do this. This whole thing is there. We that much better. My my setup was a little bit messed up. So since we did the same the Thanksgiving Day podcast the the, the day before Thanksgiving Thanksgiving Eve. I haven't done the podcast, so I went Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday without doing the podcast. That's the longest I went. I thought about doing a live one on Friday, and then I said, you know what? If I'm going to normalize the podcast, well, I, I want to take the days off that everybody else takes off. I'm a damn hard-working American, and if I want a day off, I'll take a day off. Now, of course, I didn't take the day off from Take Junk. I worked Thursday, uh, Wednesday a full day. I didn't work Thursday. I would have. I worked Friday. I worked Saturday. I got to work this morning. I, I have work. Thank God. So it, it was a little bit of a stretch on Friday. I, I put together uh, two of the first podcasts I ever did, <clears throat> and I published them on Friday, and they did well. A lot of downloads on them, so that 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 was a good. I might do that in the future. Take something that was older and bump it up, or I might just not do anything at all. I I don't know, but I do appreciate the people that that did check out the podcast on Friday. Hopefully you enjoyed it. I really appreciate it. This is Spazzing Out. It's America's podcast. We do it five days a week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I typically do it in the morning. God, I miss doing it at night. Especially after taking those four days off. I felt refreshed. Waking up when I want to wake up. I don't have to rush. But for the foreseeable future, the podcast will be done in the morning. It just makes sense for my family. Makes sense for me. Although they don't like the fact that I'm yelling and screaming early in the morning and time is it? it's like it's about 6 20 6 30 waking everybody up but i i need you guys all to help me out and subscribe to the podcast typically when we do it i do a live stream on facebook i'm on twitter or i'm on um Pelisco, Pel, Pel, tele is it periscope telescope i don't know what the fuck it's called there's, there's another app that i'm on and uh yeah it's telescope right is it telescope? i don't know what the hell it's called like it matters all right because no one watches on those then on YouTube, but I can never get YouTube to work as my laptop doesn't work and because I need a new one, but I'm not going to be buying a new, new one anytime soon. I hardly ever use it because I use iPad on my iPhone. I, I mean, having a fucking laptop is almost a waste of money. Anyways, go to anthonypaziali.com or go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Alexa, Play Spazzing Out America's Podcast. Go to one of those and subscribe to the podcast. You can listen to it in your car. 
Simple. So you don't have to catch this live stream, but you can just hop in your car and you can pop up Apple Podcast, type in spazzing S-P-A. Jesus, S-P-A. I'm off today, man, huh? S-P-A-Z, apostrophe N, O-U-T, America's Podcast. Boom, you'll find it. Thanksgiving was good. I had I had everything that I wanted for Thanksgiving. Delicious turkey. Listen, Kaylee did a great job and Miss Annie did a, a phenomenal job. Kaylee, my wife, Miss Annie, mother-in-law. Great job at making Thanksgiving dinner. It, it was the greatest dinner I've ever eaten in my life. Why? Because I didn't have to cook it. Anything that I don't have to cook makes it that much better. If I have to make it, it sucks. I'm like, uh, not only does this taste like shit because I cooked it, because I don't know how to cook, I actually had to do the work. There's nothing better on Thanksgiving, literally, than doing nothing and then getting to eat. So if you don't make the dinner, man, you don't get to complain about the dinner. So you get you just eat it. Simple. And it was good. Turkey was good. Stuffing was phenomenal. Cranberry sauce, out of the can. Absolutely delicious. Butternut squash. Mm. Uh, mashed potatoes. Sweet mashed potatoes as well. There was something else that was in there. The King's Hawaiians. Uh, King's Hawaiian rolls. Phenomenal. I made little sandwiches. Cranberry sauce. Little, uh, either, you know, butternut squash. Mm, some uh, stuffing. Turkey. Roll. Maybe a little butter on top of that thing. It was absolutely delicious. So thank you to the ladies for, for kicking butt and, and making a great Thanksgiving dinner. For me, on the other hand, I started drinking the first drink I had on Thanksgiving. Typically, I, I, I if I'm not going anywhere... For Thanksgiving, like we were going to go to Maine and go up to Uncle Hawk's house, but um, that didn't work out probably because of coronavirus. I don't I don't really know why we didn't go to Hawk's, but I missed Hawk and Kathy. So we didn't go up there. We stayed home. Oh, it's because of the dogs, because we had the stupid dogs, because we don't, we have two dogs that we don't uh, That's going to be a tough one. We're going to put one of the dogs down this week, but we'll talk about that closer to the death of, uh, of, of Betty. Maybe we'll do a eulogy for Betty. Anyways, I started drinking at... I think my first drink was like 7.45 in the morning. And what I like to do is I like to start with wine. So I started with wine, 7.40. Drank wine till about noon. We moved on to Nog. Now, when I say Nog, someone had, had said, oh, you know what, what you're not going to put anything in it? Bro, let me be clear. When, I, when I'm drinking something other than water, there's fucking alcohol in it. Period. That, I, don't, I drink water or I drink booze. So if I'm drinking water... There's no alcohol in it. But if I have something else in my hand, bro, it's fucking booze. That's it. When I say nog, no one on this planet ever drinks. I, I don't know anybody. <laughs> it was crazy. No one, no one. Oh, no, wait. She was talking about the dog. No one ever on the planet drinks eggnog without alcohol in it. I don't know any buffoon. And if you are one of those idiots, I, I ought to slap the eggnog out of your hand. Because eggnog tastes like crap unless it has alcohol in it. What do you put in eggnog? You can put rum, you can put bourbon, um, whiskey, or you can put all three. You can put a little whiskey in it. No, it's, 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 oh my God, ah, what? Brandy. So you can put brandy, whiskey, and uh, rum, and nog. That's simple. That's it, that's your, and by the way, while we're on this, my mom, Liz, and trust me, bro, it was, from now on, we're going to call it Liz O'Clock. Liz O'Clock means you can start drinking whenever you want. When it when it's Liz o'clock, it's time to drink. So when I start drinking at seven in the morning, seven forty in the morning, I call it Liz o'clock because my mom would drink. It didn't matter what time it was. Period. My mom is a raging alcoholic, fun alcoholic. So when it's Liz o'clock, it, it, I'm drinking. I it, I don't care. I get up, boom, it's Liz o'clock. But everybody get that. I, I like get up and I'm like, 
people are like, whoa, it must be Liz O'Clock. So I got the Liz O'Clock on. Um, I'll explain the recipe in a second. So Liz O'Clock, wine in the morning to nog around noon. And then after, at sometime around three uh, or after eating dinner, you know, you eat dinner around three or something like that, Thanksgiving dinner, I transition to just back to my rum. So that, then I just make the transition back to the rum. I took a nap. I don't know, about 4.30-ish, 4.30, 5 o'clock, took a snooze, slept for an hour, set the alarm clock up, boom, popped up, had the rum going again, went over to the neighbor's house, drank some rum with them, uh, hopped in the hot tub. So I was sufficiently uh, basting myself all Thanksgiving day with, with a nice glaze of alcohol. It was a fantastic day, no hangover the next day. I woke up bright and early to go to work. So it was a success, and I have to thank... Kaylee and Miss Annie for such a great, successful day and a delicious Thanksgiving dinner with tons of leftovers. Thank you guys very, very much. I, I really appreciate it. Now, uh, back to my mom and Liz O'Clock. Now that it is the holiday, officially the Christmas season, my mom made, made just used to make this mean-ass Christmas eggnog, and, and, it, and it's really not tough to make. Now, there's two ways to make it, Okay. You take eggnog, obviously you need eggnog. You can do traditional eggnog, which you could have the whiskey, brandy, uh, and rum mixed into it a little. And, I mean, that's nog. Or you could make a calor-type eggnog. You use eggnog, calor, and vodka. But what she would do is she would get a block of ice cream. So she'd get a block of vanilla ice cream. She'd, she'd make this thing in a big-ass bowl. So you get a big-ass punch bowl. You pour in, I mean, literally, a bottle of vodka, a bottle of Calor. If you're going the other way, a bottle of rum, um, half bottle of uh, 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 brandy, half bottle of whiskey. You dump in your nog, and then you put this. It, you don't have to do it so strong, but let, let me tell you something. That That's a little excessive, but when, when you're a professional alcoholic, I mean, and you're going to be sipping this thing all day. Every single sip has got to taste like booze. You have to. If you can't taste the booze, you're not drinking. Honestly. These people that are like, oh, look how good it tastes. Look how good it tastes. You can't even taste the booze. I'm like, bro, you're a bitch. That's why. You, if you can't taste the booze, you're not drinking. So you drop this ice cream right in, right in the middle of the punch. And that's its ice cube. You don't use ice cubes, you use ice cream. My mom used to do it all the time. So if she was drinking white Russians or she was drinking nog, she didn't use ice cream. I mean, she didn't use ice cubes. She would take a scoop of ice cream, plop it into her booze. It would stay creamy and it would stay cold. It was a phenomenal idea. The lady was like spot on. I mean, she was revolutionary. Honestly, she was a revolutionary drinker that she would just, I would always be blown away by it. I'm just like, damn, ma, that's a pretty good fucking idea. That she would, any time of the winter, legit. Now, I tried doing it with ice cream cake the other day. It tastes like shit, by the way. I took a little ice cream cake. I put it into my drink because I had already been drunk and it, it didn't work out too good. It, it had the crispy things in it. Although I love ice cream cake. There is no cake. By the way, we'll talk about cake coming up this week. My birthday is this week. Now, birthdays to me are just another day. They're garbage. But it is a good reason to have a conversation on what type of cake you should have for your birthday because clearly there's only one cake that exists and that is fucking ice cream cake. There are no other cakes on the planet. But we'll get to that next week. So my mom, instead of using ice cubes, would put a scoop of ice cream in it and then she elevated her game. She took it to the next level because everybody really loved the taste of her eggnog or the taste of her, her, her calor eggnog. So she used to make big, big vats of it. 
by dropping in a big thing of vanilla ice cream, man. And someone just said oyster cake, man. I'm going to slap the phone. And going over the top. So there. There you have it. I turned 42 this week. I will be 42 years old. Uh, my daughter, kindly yesterday, I, I asked her, how old, do you, how old do you think dad is? And she, you know, mm, dad, you look like you're 100. Oh, I was heartbroken. I'm like, 100 years old, hun. 100? 100? Jesus. Fucking hun. Unbelievable. My daughter. But anyways, let's get to some stuff because I do have to go to work. So that kind of wraps up up the week. Oh, a couple of updates. I have officially decided, I don't know when I'm going to do it, but everybody on this program knows how much I love pizza and how much I love cheese pizza. So I have decided that I am going to do a separate uh, segment or a separate podcast. Maybe I'll do it once a month. I don't know how often I'm going to do it. I got to set it up because I have to set it up with pizza places, but I'm going to do a podcast pizza um, uh, or pizza podcast. I think I'm going to just call it podcast pizza, or maybe it's pod pizza or pod pie or podcast pie. I don't know what the hell the name of it's going to be, but I'm going to do a, a, a separate segment or a sec- separate podcast that stands alone by itself. That is simply cheese pizza review. That's it. I will, I will go to different pizza places or order different pizza cheese only. That is the rule. Everybody knows that, that my rule is 100%. If you are not eating cheese pizza, you've given up your right to cheese pizza, and that's it. So if you're eating any other kind of pizza other than cheese pizza, I don't ever want to see you eating fucking cheese pizza. So I, I'm going to start doing that and uh, it, for two reasons. One, I, I want to start uh, promoting and uh, small pizza shops that are that are having a tough time right now with the coronavirus so I want to give them a little spotlight plus I get pizza I'll pay for the pizza I mean if I mean if they want to give it to me for free bro I mean I'm not going to push back I get I'm I'm just saying I'll try I'll try to pay for it but if they want to hook me up and give me some free pie great what I would like if you guys could set me up on this maybe you guys could um either hear on Facebook, now you see you can't do it on Facebook because some of you guys are listening. I find a way uh, to communicate with me here, right? Uh, uh, maybe you could just do it. I'm trying to think where you could send it. DM me on one of my social medias, right? You could do Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. All of them are at SpazWAAF. DM me places. We'll start with Massachusetts. I mean, Jesus, it it, it, it's, it could get crazy, but. We'll start with mass, and I will start getting pizza maybe once a month, maybe twice. I don't know how often I'll do it, but I, I'm got, I I want to do it, and I'll go to the place. I'll speak with the owner. That's what I'll do. This is how we'll do it. We'll go to the place. I'll, I'll speak with the owner uh, about his pizza, and then we'll eat the pizza, and I'll give you guys my thoughts on it, and it'll be cheese pizza only, and that's it. Simple. And we'll call it, I think I'm going to call it Podcast Pizza. That's it. That's the name. We're going to call it Podcast Pizza, and it, it will be my thoughts on cheese pizza throughout the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. And why we do that, we promote small businesses and hopefully get them a little more business in this time where small businesses are going out, where they're stomping out small business and it's starting to drive me nuts. All right, there. We've got uh, some show. Oh, uh, and, and from there, also one other show note is I'm working on advertising for the program. So I would think that maybe by the new year, you might, we might actually have a sponsor of the program of which you will hear the sponsor at the top 
of the podcast and you would hear a sponsor probably right about now. We're not going to break into a spot. You know what? You can take junk. 844 take junk. If you, for all your junk removal needs, man, give me a call. Use, use my take junk, my, uh, my junk removal company. Here's a special uh, side. You can, I, I'm the one who loads the trucks now. So I could come there and you can rag on me for being a bum who loads trucks. Now loading trucks, a good job. Okay. A couple things that I want to, uh, that, that I want to get to that we must, that we must get to before we end the podcast today. Uh, pizza mornings. I can't do it in the morning. Someone said pizza mornings. It's not going to be a morning thing. It'll be a Saturday thing or a Friday night thing where I go and and I'll we'll, we'll go Facebook Live. To, we'll do what we'll do just like we're doing this podcast, except we'll eat pizza and have good conversation. It's like net chicks and flip net chicks net chicks Netflix and chill. Where we're going to do podcast and pizza, so we'll call it podcast pizza. We'll eat cheese pizza and we'll have a conversation. Around a delicious pizza while supporting a local business to get them more business. That's what we're talking about. You can tell, give me your suggestions for pizza places here in Massachusetts. DM me on either Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at SpazWAF or all of them. All right, a couple of things that we got that we have to get to, and then we got to go to work because that's what we do. First thing, guys, has anybody heard about the monolith in Utah? There, there was a metal monolith that was found, well, they're calling it the monolith, that was found in Utah, in the Utah desert, and I, no one knows where the hell it came from. I mean, of course, if you listen to the program, you would think right away that Anthony, uh, uh, that Spaz, 100% believes it came from, yeah, I'll go to Paziali Bakery, yeah, of course I have to, I know the, I know the family. Um, it, it, if anybody knows me, they know that I believe that there are aliens and that they're 100%. It, you'd be a moron not to think that there was another life, that there were another life forms in another universe. If you if you think you're the only one, then, then you're an idiot. Sorry, you just are. So when this story first broke that they found this monolith that was literally buried, half like half of the thing is in the ground, and it just appeared, obviously... Obviously, the monolith fell from the sky. It looks like a Superman type, type crystal shape type thing. It fell from fucking Krypton, bro. It hit the Earth and it and it stood there for about a week, and then it magically disappeared. The Utah officials, the Bureau of Land Management. I didn't even know there was a Bureau of Land Management, but the Bureau of Land Management in Utah ha- ha- said that the monolith magically disappeared. Now you have to understand for that to just magically. First off. Let me just say this. A monolith drops in the middle of a desert in Utah. No tire tracks, no nothing. No, no, no just nothing. So you're telling me that a big ass, do you know how heavy that thing, it's 12 feet tall, it's made of solid steel. I, I, own, I own a hauling company, bro. To haul something like that, you need heavy ass equipment and you will most certainly leave goddamn tire tracks dropping that sucker off. So no tire tracks, no nothing. And then you got to lift it, you need a crane. You can't lift it. You need a fucking crane. Anyways, just to get that that monolith up, you have to Google this. If you haven't seen the Utah monolith that was that was literally erected in the desert for a couple of days and then disappeared, you'd need heavy ass equipment to get that thing in there. So clearly, it fell from the sky. Clearly, it fell from a spaceship. I I'm not a kook. I'm not one of those people that you know. Let's let's take out the tinfoil cap. Where else would it have come from? Unless it's military. You know, maybe the military accidentally dropped it. I, I, I don't know. It's one. I, I believe it came from outer space. It dropped. It landed. It's stuck in the ground. And then some hikers found it. A couple of days go by. The government finds a way to get rid of it. Now this is this is what happens. Friday night into Saturday, this 
12 foot piece of metal that is that is in a shape of a, a almost it's like a triangle it had three sided it was three sided drops into the ground uh, a week ago and then Friday into Saturday it disappears it, it's gone do you know what it would take to get that thing out of the ground first off you couldn't i mean i guess you could cut it but it, but how are they going to cut it do, do they are they going to bring out a massive generator Right, you'd have to bring out a massive generator. What are you? You're gonna burn through a a five thousand sawzall blades trying to cut that fucking thing in half? No, the the to someone, the government or the aliens came back and they sucked that thing out of the ground. The aliens came over a big magnet, they grabbed that shit back and they took off. Or the aliens came out of it. They went to go hang out with their government peeps. The government went down there. They took it out, bro. I'm just saying. A monolith doesn't just show up out of nowhere. Some big-ass piece of metal over 12 feet tall doesn't just plop out of nowhere in the desert. And no artist. I, people are like, oh, yeah, an artist directed it. Okay, please, for, for you, you effing moron. Do you know how heavy? I, I, I would like to see if you could pick up a 12-foot beam, a 12-foot steel beam. Good luck, because you, you couldn't. 12 foot, the bed of my, uh, a 15 yard dumpster is probably about 12 feet long, depending on the kind, uh, the size you it might be 10. The beam is longer than that. And then this, this monolith was in the ground. You would need a crane to move it. You, you could not just simply throw it on the back of your truck, haul it, dig a hole, erect it, and bounce. You would need massive heavy equipment to move it, massive heavy equipment to cut it down and dig the fucking thing back out. So, as I always say, it def I, it, there are aliens there and now I don't think they're little green people they probably look like me and you are a little bit different they're flying over the world the thing fell out by accident it, you know what it probably is it's probably like you know like when planes like from Joe Dirt that little blue pile of shit that fell out of the plane it, that's probably their their shit pipe thing fell off landed some people found it the government's like, fuck, we got to get it out of here. And of course, the government is saying, we're not going to be investigating. We just think it was uh, an artist that, that put it up and came back and took it. Nothing to see here. Uh, move on. While, meanwhile, they've got it. They've, they've taken it from Utah. They probably got it down in um, Area 51, and they're trying to dissect it and try to figure out what the hell is in it. Or they're giving it back. They got it. They call the guy up in the ship. They're like, hey, uh, ne- Neptune fucking Nanu Nanu, we got your monolith. You guys going to come and get it? The American people are freaking out, but we convinced them that it was some artist because Americans are idiots and they think that some guy can carry a 12-foot piece of steel that's uh, like three by three by three. He can just throw it on his back, hike, hike into the desert, stand it upright, dig a hole, and put it in in about an hour. It, it, yeah, they, yeah, I know, right? And fucking Santa Claus is real too. I know. It's, it's, it, the American people are idiots. America. 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 That's why I love that. Oh yeah. This is this is like the big people talking to aliens. The aliens like, yeah. Did you just tell them USA? Yeah. Oh yeah. We said USA. They all went nuts. Yep. We just said USA. We said yep. The, this the but monolith USA. They went nuts and now they moved on. So the the government and media and the aliens have successfully dropped a uh, huge ass monolith in the desert and then they removed it all within the same week. And it all got played off as if an artist dropped it off and the American people easily buy it because you guys are morons. Honestly, it, it's you people need to critically think. You don't have to get conspiracy theory. Maybe, it, again, honestly, probably not aliens, but 
Maybe it's something military that the military is working on and they were flying it somewhere and it fucking fell and, and hiker side. It's just an artist didn't put it there unless he has access to a crane and big heavy equipment and a bunch of dudes to fucking erect the thing. Think with your brains. All right. Moving on from the monolith. I, there was, I have other stuff that I need to get to. Um, I, I, let, let's do, you know what we should do? I, I want to, and I need more time for this. So I'll probably do it tomorrow. I, I want to talk about the, uh, about capitalism and why capitalism needs to be rebranded in the United States. I, I want to talk about why capitalism is important to this country and why it creates jobs and keeps people working. I'm going to use myself as an example. I, I, I was a W-2 worker for, for most of my life. 16 years, well, more than 16 years. I started working when I was like 14 years old, when I, when I actually got paid on the books, uh, 14 or 15 years old, up until I was 35, 36 years old, and then I started my own business. And I wanted to talk about how important it is to have capitalism, so because in the in the terms of creating jobs, I don't want. I I always think about this because when you think of capitalism, people think of greedy rich people that make a shit ton of money. I look at people that get employed that make a fair wage and that can that can take care of their family and why corporations and companies are important to to a. To, to an ecosystem of, of economics, to an economic ecosystem. So I, I, I don't have time for that today. And, and, and it's something important that I need to, that I want to talk to you guys about and, and the rebranding of it. The United States of America needs to rebrand uh, capitalism because capitalism, quite frankly, is looked at as, as like it's a, you know, like when, when someone sees a salesman, I want you right now to think about some names. When you think salesman, things that come to your mind, to, to your mind are probably weasel, scumbag, snake, like, unless you're a salesman, bro. But even sales guys joke about how people call them sales weasels. Well, the same thing with capitalism. When people bring up capitalism, they, they, they a lot of people, kind of they, they're like greed, scumbags, take advantage, uh, you know, uh, fat cats. I, I don't know. But it gets a bad name. It needs a rebrand. Because capitalism is very important to the United States of America, to our economy, and to the global economy. And why we can't allow it to shift into a socialist type system. Although some social programs are important, but we don't have time for that today. We'll get to it tomorrow. Um, I would like to get this out. This Christmas, please, please do me a favor and shop with small businesses this Christmas. Small business needs your help more than ever. A lot of small businesses day to day are going out of business. There, there are, right now as we speak, there is somebody waking up this morning and he has decided or she has decided that they're going to shut their business down. They're, they're burnt out from the grind. They're crushed from the last nine, ten months of, of shutdowns and coronavirus. And just their business has been decimated and they see no path to come back. They're mounted with debt. They're, they're overslept. They're tired. They're beat. They're just absolutely at wit's end. Or some people aren't at wit's end and, and they've, they've just done everything they could to try to save their business, but they couldn't. It's finally over. And we need to help out those people. We need to help out the businesses that are still here, that are still open, that are still trying to do everything they can to stay open. And we need to help them with an influx of cash. So if you can buy 
something that you're going, like, I, I mean, I understand you can't buy an Xbox five from a small business. If you're going to get that for your kids or an Xbox, the new one, if you're going to wait in line to get it, I, I get that, but you can buy other things from small businesses. If you're going to buy gift, gift cards for something for somebody, buy a local restaurant gift card. That's still open. You go, go up. If, if you're a Kelly's roast beef type of guy, go up to Kelly's roast beef Buy, buy a gift card and pass that out to someone. If you're someone that likes pizza, go to a pizza place, see if they sell gift cards and, and buy that for them. For them. Don't, don't buy the Domino's, don't buy the Papaginos. Even though I love Papaginos is my favorite pizza. And, and I listen, trust me, I know that franchises are local businesses. So please, if you want a franchise, I do too. But local franchises are local businesses. I get it. Well, I, um, uh, you already have the advantage of, of great advertising. Um, these small local businesses don't. So if, if you're planning on, um, I, I don't, I don't uh, let's say you're planning on hiring a plow company for, uh, for the winter, and that might be a good gift to give somebody. Go find a local plow company and pay them for the season to plow out your father's driveway. Instead of giving your dad a gift of like, I, I don't know. Well, if it's me, you better give me booze. But uh, Christmas booze is the best booze. We will, we will get into how important Christmas booze is. My God. Christmas booze is the fucking best booze. If you get me anything for Christmas, it better be booze. Uh, my neighbors know. They got me a bottle. Uh, it wasn't Christmas, but they got me a bottle of um, Cape Cod rum for my birthday. Because everybody knows. Buy me booze. But that, that's, listen, the Cape Cod Rum, that's a local rum fucking company. So this Christmas, buy local. We, we, we should come up with, we, we need to come up with a, a phrase for buying local for Christmas. I'll, I'll think of something, you know, small business, be a small business Santa or, or something, um, something to that effect. But whatever it might be, try to, try to switch your thinking and buy something locally. Try to, so when you're buying your gift, listen, for your kids, I understand. You have to go out and you have to get the traditional toys that you get for your kids. You're going to go out for your daughter, you're going to get her some fucking Hatchimals. You're going to go out for your son, you're going to buy the Xbox or you're going to buy video games or things that go with video games. Or maybe some sports equipment. I doubt you're going to buy your kid any any sports equipment or bikes are the worst fucking gifts on the planet. We'll do a whole podcast on shitty gifts and good gifts in the next few weeks. It's just important to sit and just take a second and let's just say you, you normally have to buy gifts for, I don't know, but let's say you got to do a secret Santa gift or you have to do a Yankee swap gift. Well, buy something from a local company that that person might need or that they might use. So for example, at landscaping companies, you know, we have a guy on here that, 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 that listens, um, R&R landscape management, it, it, buy a gift card from him to rake somebody's leaves. Uh, you have, um, I don't know, there's a local, uh, 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 distiller, not distillery, dis- distribution. I don't know what the, I, dude, I don't smoke fucking weed, but the guy, Brad, Brad, who listens to the show, they have, um, uh, nature's remedies and that's a local company that sells weed or cannabis. I don't know what the hell you guys call it. I'm not a cannabis smoker. Get a gift card from that and give it to somebody. If you know someone that, that likes to, to smoke weed, Buy them a gift card to a local distributing, uh, uh, dis- what the fuck are they called? Distribution center and hook them up. If, if you buy booze, well, buy them a gift card to, to Blanchard's. You get what I'm saying? Take the time this year and to do something different that you've never done before and buy gifts from small businesses. 
buy gifts from the local business down the street, local restaurants, local shops, whatever you can do. I'm telling you, they'll take your money. They will take your money. If you, if, if, for example, if you called me for take junk and you're like, hey, I, I want to buy my mom uh, a full truck of junk removal, bro, I'll take you six seventy five. Yeah, that's great. You want to you want to do junk removal for your mom? Fantastic. Six seventy five. You send it my way. I'll send the truck over there. Of course. Now I'm not asking you to do it for me. I, I'm I'm asking you to to do it for other small businesses. I, find a small business. And whether it's a, bro, let's say it's an electrician, right? You need some, some, you know, someone who needs some electrical work done. Well, find a local electrician and hire that guy for your parents for Christmas. Let's say someone needs carpet work, find a local carpet guy, hire that guy, give it to your parents, give it to a friend for Christmas. Keep these people working. It's even, it's more difficult now for a lot of small businesses in the winter season than it is any other season. Contractors start getting slow in this time of the year. Haulers start getting slow this time of the year. We already know that the restaurants are getting absolutely killed and they would do anything for you to buy a gift card or buy something from them to give to a family member. Maybe you you, t- you step it up and you get your dinner. Your Christmas dinner gets made from a local business. I, I buy Christmas dinner from a local business, Honey Bank um, Ham, up on Route 1 in Saugus. Every year I go up there. About a hundred bucks. Get I, I get all the sides. I get the ham. It's the bomb ass ham. It's a local business. Buy from them, please. This Christmas, yeah, that I'm going to continue to say that up until uh, Christmas comes and goes. All right, one last thing, and then I got to go because it's seven o'clock. China. <clears throat> I want to give you guys an example of what's of what we have to look forward to if we play nicey nice with China, or if we let China have an upper hand on us. And, and it's not just China, any country, any country that we let them have the upper hand on the trade deals, this is going to happen to us. China has put a, a ridiculous tax on wine coming from Australia. They're called tariffs because they're exporting, Australia is exporting it to China. China is importing it from Australia. And they're saying that there is a wine dump. First off, when they said there was a wine dump, I was like, oh, they doing like a Boston tea party up there. They're dumping the wine over the, over, over the side of the ship or are they just dumping wine? No, what wine dumping is they're influxing the market. They're being accused of influxing the market with wine. When the truth of the matter is, is that China or Australia is they're 50% or more of their wine is sold to China. It's a huge market for them. So now China has decided that that's too much of a market. China has said, you have too much of the wine market in our country, and we are going to impose a 100% to 200% wine tax. 100 to 200%. So like, imagine if you had a fucking bottle of wine that sold for 10 bucks, it's now $20. Do you, do you get it? Now, it's not that extreme, I'm sure. The wholesale price of wine is maybe like five bucks, but now it it's ten bucks. No one's gonna want to buy it. No one's gonna. It, it's gonna hundred percent. It's going to decimate the wine industry in Australia. Fifty percent of their sales goes to China now. That and now it's holiday season. Now they have to find another country, or now they have. Think about how much wine they probably have stockpiled. The point of the matter is, if you have. Uh, First off, I would say this. Yes, you do need to have diplomatic ties with other countries, but you also can't be taking advantage of of other countries. So you need to be able to have the power to say, hey, 
if you think you're going to tariff me at 100%, well, we're not going to do business here. We'll just sell our wine here in the United States. This is an example if they did it to us. And then we would cut their balls on something that they need. We would figure out something. We'd say, all right, China, if you want, uh, if you think you're going to drop a 100% tariff on us, we're going to cut this from you. We're going to take our businesses that are in China and we're going to bring them back here in America. And we're going to make it so difficult for Americans to do business in China that they're going to have to come home. And China doesn't want that. They need us. We need them. We need to be doing trade together. Our, our economies are tied together big time. It'd be great if our economy wasn't and we pulled out of there and we pulled out of other countries and we had our own little economic ecosystem here in the United States, not dependent on anything outside of the United States, but we do have exports and imports and exports and imports are hugely important to all countries. This is something the founding fathers of the, of the United States knew, which is why they, they worked out deals with England after the war. This is why 10, 15 years after we broke away from England, it was so important to have ties with England because they had the biggest economy in the whole world at the time, and you needed trade deals with them. You needed to send your goods to China, to England to make money for the country, and you needed to buy goods from them so that you could keep a good trade route, so that you could have a good relationship. So we need to do the same with China. But when you don't play nicey-nice, and then you don't have the balls, like Australia doesn't have the nuts and doesn't have the, the, the military force, or the they, they just don't have a threat to say to look at China and say, hey, you're not fucking charging us a hundred percent tax, and we need to be wary of that moving forward. I'm not saying that Joe Biden's going to be weak on trade. He probably, on it to be honest with you, I would think that he is. I I think that that Republicans. I'm not going to just say Trump. I, I, if it were Trump, if it were Ted Cruz, if it were Mitt Romney, if it were George Bush, we've always been tough on other countries and trying to work out trade deals with the United States and making sure that we have a fair deal while giving the other country a fair deal. We cannot, as we move forward, elect people that are going to allow shit to happen like it's happening in Australia, and it's coming. China starts out, the, it, it's, listen, the bully starts picking on the small country to see how they react, to see what goes on. The next thing you know, they're going to be slapping 100% tariffs on our goods going there, so we need to figure this shit out now. The reason... Now, let me be clear. The reason China did this is because currently we don't have a trade deal with them. Currently, well, we have a, 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 a wishy-washy trade deal with them. But China just got together with 12 other countries, not, not including the United States, and worked out a massive trade deal. China does this strategically to do it on purpose, to give the finger to the U.S. and say, here, here you go. And then they go and they tariff uh, um, Australia 100% to 200% a tariff on wine. To remind the United States, hey, we currently have business going back and forth. Would you like us to slap this tariff on you the same way we're doing to Australia? Would you like us to decimate one of your industries? We can't allow that to happen. We have to be prepared. We have to, here's the simple solution to that, and then I have to go. Simple solution. Stop making stuff back here in the United States of America. Stop buying wine from fucking from California or from wherever else they make it. They make it here in, the, in, in, in Massachusetts. Buy, buy from local wineries. Buy anything you can within reason without killing yourself here in the United States. I understand that American products are more expensive and it's even more difficult. I'm sure that the sweater I'm wearing was probably made in China. And, and it's not like I can, I'm going to get up and go try to find a fucking sweater that was made here in the United States. But if you slowly start buying American 
More jobs will come back here. More jobs will get created. Infrastructures will start getting built, will start being built back here in the U.S. And the jobs will come here. And the more shit that's made here, the cheaper it will get. Now, labor will never be cheap in the United States. And it shouldn't be. People need to make money and they need to make a living. So you should kind of get accustomed to paying a little bit more for, for something. Like, you know, God forbid you pay... 10 bucks for a t-shirt instead of five bucks. You know, I go to Target, I buy two, I get two t-shirts for like $4.99. I'd be okay with paying $10.99 for two t-shirts if it was made here in the United States. Well, I mean, I wouldn't be okay. I'd buy Pam and Catherine if you guys could buy me that $10.99. Kaylee, Missy Annie, I'm as cheap as they come, bro. I, I literally, everything I wear, somebody gave to me or I got it from a clean out. Hardly ever buy myself anything. But just something to keep an eye on, guys. All right, listen, I got to go. It's past 7 o'clock. I have to go to work. Everybody, you guys have a great day. Please remember, buy small business. It's, it's Cyber Monday. Well, buy fucking online from a small business. Small business, small business, small business. Please, small business. Tomorrow, we'll talk about the rebranding and the re-imaging of capitalism in the United States and why it's important. It's, it's something that is so important. Capitalism is key to our economy. It's key to the United States. It's key to global economy. It just needs to be rebranded. It, it needs, I, I, for the love of, tell anybody that, that has any type of economic power type of, I should have just ended the podcast, economic power, that the next great move here is that we rebrand capitalism and we give it a good name and a good connotation. All right, guys, take it easy.